Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the channel, Pockflix Movies. It is the Fandalorian Club here on the channel as we are getting into some Star Wars television. It is our weekly recap show, um, and it's double dosage uh, starting this week as the Mandalorian drops, but this is all about the Bad Batch. We are back with the Bad Batch. Uh, deeply apologize for missing the last few weeks and not reviewing these episodes. Um, just got a little behind, and, and you know we've missed the last uh, two uh and there was a reason for one of them and we just straight up missed last week we had some things going on and we weren't able to lock down a time so uh what i'm gonna do today is i'm gonna quickly cover episode 10 and then talk mainly about episode 11 which was today uh or yesterday i, sh I should say as when this drops on youtube uh, yesterday's episode this week's episode um if you want to hear myself and brian's thoughts on episode 9 the crossing head over to star wars explained which i will link it in the description for everybody um, we did a review over there. That's why we missed this, uh, that week, uh, reviewing that episode here on the channel. Uh, we, we were on that show during our normal recording time. And so if you want to hear our thoughts on episode nine, the crossing, go ahead and check out star Wars explained with Alex and Molly Damon. It was absolutely fantastic. Had a blast over there talking that episode, but let's get into these past two episodes. So I'm going to quickly cover episode 10 and then dive into episode 11, which I think is a great, great episode of star Wars television. Um, episode 10 is is titled Retrieval, and it's kind of a second parter of what The Crossing was. The Crossing, we saw the Batch sent on a mission to uh, to retrieve some special um, elements, if you will. I'm forgetting the term of it off the top of my head, but a special rock is what I'll say. And um, during that episode, they get their ship stolen. Now, this episode, Retrieval, is all about getting their ship back. And we learn that it has been... Um, stolen by a kid who essentially works for a gangster and they have to do things to um, basically survive and eat and make their way up the food chain. And so what they do is they track it, they find their way there and we get this whole story of a basic, basically um, bringing this uh, worker system to justice and, taking down this gangster who is not only taking wages from the kids, but clearly abusing the kids and the power that he has um, from what is left over um, from four, from previous regime. So uh, we see a whole bunch of cool action go on. We see some really, really good character development between these characters. Um, Omega is obviously sent off on her own because she can fit in. She kind of gets some equipment and, and some information. And again, it's about the batch kind of helping these kids out and bringing justice to what's going on. And I think it was an absolutely fantastic job of, of storytelling. And, and, you know, we thought it was just going to be about retrieving the ship and, you know, getting their parts back. And it, it was so much deeper than that, so much more interesting than that. Uh, again, our characters are kind of put through the ringer of, you know, moral dilemmas. And we've seen it so many times, not just in this season, but the previous season of, these characters learning on the fly because they were, you know, kind of just in a cocoon when it came to, uh, you know, the um, the previous actions that they were a part of as far as the clone army and and everything that happened with the Republic. Um, I wanted to say rebellion for some reason, but I know it's not the rebellion, it's the Republic. Uh, so every time that something happens with these characters, majority of the time they're learning something through these little quests and missions that they go about. And again, uh, I talked about it a lot on that episode with Alex and Molly on Star Wars Explained, but I mentioned how 
I think a lot of people are forgetting that this show was always originally described when it first was announced. It was originally described as them becoming mercenaries, them going on missions to retrieve items or, you know, search people out or whatever it may be that them being on the mercenary side of the galaxy. And we lose sight of that because their story is so just twisted within what the empire is doing. And, and rightfully so, like we want to see them go up against crosshair and, and everything that the empire is kind of doing at the moment, but they are mercenaries when it comes down to it. And so we're seeing these missions and things like this happen in the mercenary world. I don't know if every mercenary gets their ship stolen, you know, that happens. Um, but because they're good hearted mercenaries, which is a weird way to put it, they're on the right side of things. They're going to, you know, stop and think about, okay, well, is it our job to help these kids out? Or is it our job to do what we came here to do and leave? And most of the time, 99% of the time, uh, the Bad Batch does what's right. And they help because that is in their good nature. So I, I thought episode 10 was really, really good. I thought it was very enjoyable. Again, there were a lot of good moments in the episode uh, between characters and learning moments. And I thought, I think Omega went through a lot in this episode. She learned a lot. And yeah, I mean, it was a good, it was a good finish to the two-parter. And I thought it was just a, a great way to kind of, you know, morph those two episodes together. So um, again, that was episode 10 retrieval. I wasn't going to spend too much time on that. I, I, I really want to get to episode 11. Um, and cause that was the big one this week. That, that was a, a very, very big episode in the terms of bad batch. So, Let's get to it. Metamorphosis, metamorphosis, excuse me, is what it's called. Episode 11 of The Bad Batch. We only have a few episodes left. It's wild to think, but... Um, and I know with, with Mandalorian being eight episodes and Boba being seven, and like it's kind of been here and there with a bunch of the shows. Bad Batch was 16. I believe there's 16 this season. I'm pretty sure. But we only have five left after this week. Uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. So... It's coming down to the wire, and I'm pretty sure that the finale is a two-episode finale, which means we only have four weeks left of, of Bad Batch going all the way through March. And, you know, they have to get through it really quickly because they want to leave some of the room for Mandalorian to kind of live on its own, which makes sense. Um, but when it came to this episode, Metamorphosis, this is kind of what we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks of, you know, Bad Batch... As much as I love the side quests and the missions... And the mercenary side of things, it's always kind of established that it's these characters versus whatever the Empire is doing. Like they have, they just cornered them into that side of the galaxy. And that's the story that they want to tell. This season specifically has been very heavy on the mercenary side and side missions and doing things for Sid, etc. And this episode starts off, well, we get a little intro part of the episode where we see uh, a trooper and he's trying to survive essentially. And he ends up being killed. We see this ship that ends up being abandoned. And thankfully we're back to Mount Tantis, which is a huge, huge deal. We've been calling for it all year long. It was that huge cliffhanger at the end of season one. And we're finally back to it. And so we're getting more information on Mount Tantis here and, you know, rewind back to the Clone Wars days, which I think is super, super cool. A question we've always kind of wondered of what's happened to this character. They bring the Zillow Beast back into the fold, which I think is just so brilliant. Uh, that was one of the biggest kind of mysteries of the Clone Wars is when 
that, that those I think it was two episodes. I want I might be mistaken, but we had that arc of the Zillow Beast, and the Zillow Beast wasn't just captured, but it was also brought to Coruscant, where it kind of you know raged and got loose and and destruct, which they actually called back to in this episode, which I thought was great. And we never really learned as to why the Emperor wanted the Zillow Beast. Excuse me. Um, it it was obvious in ways, right? Protection. Uh, weapons, abilities. We saw what the, the Zillow Beast was capable of. And so I thought, you know, we could we could put the pieces together. But we always wanted to see it, right? And it took a while, but we're finally here. We saw the Zillow Beast, and it's not the original Zillow Beast. It's a clone of the Zillow Beast, which is a huge, huge deal. You know, kind of forming different DNA and, and possibly different creatures together. Um but we see this kind of different version of a Zillow Beast that's, that seems much stronger, much more capable. And the Bad Batch has never seen it in person. But again, they reference the Zillow Beast that attacked Coruscant many, many years ago during the war. And now I'm fast forwarding, obviously, but getting to Mount Tantis, uh, we and I'm forgetting the names. I apologize. But we meet what I am assuming is a head cloner um, for the Imperial side. He arrives on Mount Tantis ahead of the Zillow beast, excuse me. And he tries to talk Nala say, you know, the, uh, the cloner, the original cloner, the, uh, um, Kamino and cloner. I forgot the name for a second. I apologize. Uh, and she's in prison. He's trying to talk her into doing it. And she's just not listening. She's not listening. And so we end up finding out that the prime minister of Cam Camino is on Coruscant, just being held, and he requests the Prime Minister to be brought to Mount Tantis, which I thought is very, very interesting, bringing that character back into the fold. We saw Nala say at the uh, end of Season 1, we've been waiting to see her again. Such a great character, obviously had connections to Omega, and now we learn that Nala say is just not cooperating, and they want the Prime Minister, uh, which is a very interesting tidbit. So, we get to the Bad Batch part of all this and Sid, they're having a little bit of conversation with Sid and they're not happy that Sid basically just ditched him in the previous two episodes. And that's a conflict that we had talked about previously of how are they going to handle that? You know, that's a big deal that she wouldn't, you know, lend a hand in, in any capacity, right? You think that... <sighs> Sorry. Uh, goodness. Um, you think that being the one that sends you on these missions to retrieve items or cargo or whatever it may be that that person, if you're in trouble is going to help. And she didn't, she flat out didn't. She said she was busy elsewhere. She was doing other things and it's just not something that she wanted to do. And so the, the batch rightfully so is not happy about it. And they're talking to her when we first meet her, they're kind of hashing out a little bit and the call ends and they're questioning uh, whether or not they should stay with her and that it would have repercussions and kind of what would it look like. And so I do think that by the end of the season, they'll be done with Sid. I think that it'll be over and done with, you know, if we get a season three, which I believe we'll get a season three. Um, Cause the show is just, it's so good. And I, I think it's just such good storytelling and in such a unique place in star Wars that we don't get a lot of, which I think is very cool. And I love the characters. I mean, I, I think the story of Omega and, and her character, there's so many possibilities and she's connected to the batch, obviously. So why, why would you end it? Um, but they're, they're, you know, 
they have all the right in the world to question whether or not they should be doing what they're doing with the character of Sid. And so she, at the end of that call, says, hey, I have this mission for you. Uh, it's cargo. Ship went down. I want you to grab some stuff. And that's when they were kind of curious, right? They were picking around and, and wondering if they should do this or not. Um, at the end of the day, they do it. They're going for it. They're saying, hey, how, car how hard can it be to grab some cargo? And they get there, and boom, it's the Zillow Beast. Uh, they invade, not invade, sorry. They basically set, set foot on this ship. They learn that it's Kaminoan cloning technology, but not any kind of cloning technology they've seen before. They're getting all of this information from Omega because she was obviously heavily involved with it, or around it at least, when it came to Kamino. And she was very close to Nalase, which we will get to a little bit later. Um, so they see that. And then while tech is on the bridge, kind of getting information and trying to put the power back on, uh, you know, you have Wrecker, you have Hunter and you have Omega who comes across a Zillow beast. And it's just a baby Zillow beast at this moment, like still very strong, still very powerful, uh, just kind of let loose on the ship. And because there's no power on the ship, it hasn't been able to feed. So just for anybody watching who didn't know, the Zillow beast is able to get stronger and bigger in size by feeding off of energy. And so when the ship gets turned on, that's when you start seeing the Zillow Beast feed off of energy. And whether it's any type of electricity, electricity, power sales, etc., it's feeding off of that and not just growing in ability, but growing in size. And so throughout the next couple of minutes, we see it feeding off of, you know, what I look are power sales and engine cells. Um, and it's just it's growing and getting stronger and they're not able to knock it down. They're not able to put any blast fryer on it. And it's some good, good action. And I'm going to be honest, while I was watching it, you know, I, I think that I was, I was like so happy that we got the Zillow Beast back. I think that, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, it's one of the biggest mysteries from the Clone Wars that I was curious if we were ever going to get it. You know, it, it was kind of like in this weird little pocket. It was so unique and different from what, is, what was currently happening in the series. And it could have been a story that you didn't like you just pushed off and never touched again, but it has a lot of possibilities as well. Like why does the emperor specifically want this Zillow beast? Right. I apologize if you hear my laundry in the background, it's currently going, it gets a little out of time. So that's probably what the banging might be if you hear it. Um, but I I'm just, I'm glad that we got, we're back there. Like we're finally seeing what this is all about. And you know, maybe some people out there who do some deep dives, could have put the pieces together at the end of last season. The fact that they were on Mount Tantus and going back to the cloning stuff, but you never know. Right. And so it is a cool thing to finally get to see the Zillow beast and, and be there and, and see that storyline fleshed out even more so than it was before. So uh, after kind of, uh, you know, battling back and forth with the Zillow beast, it getting a little bit bigger with the power sales of the ship. And then after tech blows up the ship, blows a hole in the hall and or the hole, not the hall, hole in the hole, hole in the ship, as I what I should just say. Let's be honest. Um, the Zillow Beast escapes, you know, it runs off and it immediately runs to the closest village in proximity and feeds off of its energy. And it goes full Godzilla, full King Kong, climbs uh, you know, a power power tower. I'm just all about these words today, guys. Um and feeds off the energy and gets to full Zillow B size. Uh, it was really cool seeing that 
that animation again, you know, after the original Clone Wars series and, and having the animation, the Zillow Beast, then the technology and animation for this style, which Bad Batch and Clone Wars are the same exact animation style, uh, but it's evolved over the last, the past number of years. Remember, uh, we got Clone Wars season seven not too long ago, but the show ended in like 2011. So we have at least 10 years of animation evolution that the Zillow Beast from the previous uh, incarnation to now, even though it looks very similar because of the style, the the actual effects itself are way, way better than before. And, you know, like I said, it's been 10 plus years. You think that would happen. And I, we don't talk about it enough on this show, but many shows in general. Clone Wars season seven and Bad Batch animation. It's absurd how good it is. It is ridiculous how absolutely beautiful it is to look at the way the characters move um certain uh designs for like ships or villages or you know anything really it's just so realistic when it comes to animation it's so vibrant and colorful uh i just love it i love it and it, it started with season seven of clone wars it it filtered right into the bad batch and again we just don't talk about it enough so i wanted to make sure i mentioned that but now look we, we get this uh once we see the zillow beast kind of Going all out, getting energy. We get this cool action sequence where Hunter and Wrecker are trying to take it down with the Marauder. Um, you know, shooting it. it's not working because the power cell that this thing has, not the power cell, excuse me, the shell, I should say, that the Zillow Beast has is just impenetrable. It's it's not something that you can just shoot your way through, right? It has very, very, very strong skin, it has a very hard back. It's just a powerful animal, powerful creature in the world of Star Wars. Um, some incredible action took place in this sequence here. We see the Empire filter in eventually after they learn what happened to the Zillow Beast. And we see Hunter and Wrecker fighting not just the Zillow Beast, but Imperial ships. And unfortunately, towards the end, we see uh, the the Empire ship, Imperial ship capture the Zillow Beast. They have um, a weapons array of some kind that is able to essentially knock it out. Um, not put it unconscious, but what I almost feel like exhausts it just tires it out and it just falls to the floor. Um, and they're able to capture it and take it to Mount Tantus. And so they end up getting the Zillow beast back. But the key here is that tech and, and Omega and all of that nonsense, they, they got a ton of information about what is kind of happening and that, you know, uh, what happened to Camino and Topeka city, Topeka city, excuse me. Um, wasn't just to destroy cloning technology. It was, in the words of tech, to destroy it so they could control it. And we knew that as viewers. Like, we've obviously been seeing that for a while. But the the patch didn't know that themselves. And now they do. And Hunter says, send this to, to you know, Rex and Echo. See what they can do with it. See what kind of information they can get with it. So, what I'm imagining now is going forward... With five episodes left, four weeks, I think everything, I think it's all out. I think it's all out on cloning. It's going to be Bad Batch versus uh, Empire. Let's not forget that we've we've seen barely anything of Crosshair, right? We've, saw, we've seen Rampart just a few times. He's currently in jail. I think it's now balls to the wall, for lack of a better term. I think they're going all out. They're going for it. And it's going to be the Bad Batch away from the mercenary life, back into the fight against the Empire, possibly with a helping hand of Rex and Echo. And I think the next five episodes are going to be absolutely incredible. 
Um, I think they're going to be some just fantastic storytelling. We're going to be fully diving into the clone aspect because that was what they left us with in season one. And now at the end of season two, we're finally, finally getting to it. And it's awesome. I think it's great. And, you know, speaking of cloning and, and the empire, we meet this brand new character that I don't believe we've ever met before. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. Um, who is the head of cloning for the Imperials. He's on Mount Tantus. He's requesting all of these things and getting them. And because Nalase wouldn't cooperate, he calls the prime minister and the prime minister isn't helping with cloning, but he gives him one piece of information that will help Nalase do what he wants him to do. And here goes my laundry, guys. Right at the perfect time, right? The, the climax of this conversation is happening when my laundry is absolutely going haywire. So I apologize. Um, the prime minister tells this character, you have to find a young girl. She is the key to Nalase cooperating. Obviously, he's talking about Omega. So that is what I'm going back to what I was saying about the next five episodes are going to be balls to the wall. They're going to be coming for Omega. They don't know who the Bad Batch is. And, you know, the, the Imperials came back to Mount Tantus and told them, hey, a ship escaped during the battle and they wanted to find out who it was. I don't know if they'll find out who it was. I'm sure they will. But maybe they cross paths somehow and they're going to be coming for Omega. And so the question is, do they get Omega? Do the Bad Batch head to Mount Tantus? Is there some kind of crossfire in between? Um, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, intense because they're coming for the one thing that has kind of opened the eyes to the Bad Batch. And, you know, they lost Crosshair. They, they, have, they didn't lose Echo, but Echo um, is off for a little while. Omega has become part of this family. She's a part of the Bad Batch just as much as the others. And if they do lose her, that's a big, big deal. Um, I, I kind of picture it in a way of Mandalorian Season 2 when uh, Din lost Grogu to Moff Gideon. That's kind of what I'm picturing happening here. Very similar situation, right? Like, they wanted Grogu to clone, take the blood, etc. In this sense, it's not so much the blood and the clone, but to use Omega against Nalase to help with the cloning. But very similar. Like, they're going to come for Omega. Bad Batch is Din in this situation. I have a feeling that they're going to get Omega and the Bad Batch is going to have to go after her. Uh, I do think, though, because I don't I don't know where the story goes after season two. I do think that possibly the second to last or the last couple episodes take place on Mount Tantus. I think that's like where the big shebang finale is, is on Mount Tantus. Um, because through, all, through everything that's happened this season... The entire main point of the season two is the cloning. You know, no matter what's happened with like the riot racing or the pirates or anything like that, season two end goal was always going to be about the cloning. So it would make sense for it to take place on Mount Tantus. So um, I'm super excited. I love this episode. I think it's one of not just the best of this season, but the best episodes overall. I love the storytelling, the wraparound back to Clone Wars. Um, this show is, is killing it. And I, I just think it's a great great story in star wars i mean star wars animation is pretty much perfect like they never do wrong there's you know okay episodes here and there but for the most part star wars animation absolutely crushes it so uh i'm very very happy with this episode again it's it's one of the best of the seasons as well as the season over or series overall so you cannot go wrong with this i think that it sets up some very exciting uh possibilities going forward 
and I'm super excited to get into it. So that is my review of the last two episodes of The Bad Batch. Uh, I appreciate you guys watching. If you did, I know we're a little late on these, but we're getting back into it. We have five episodes left, and the plan going forward for The Bad Batch, we will be pre-recording re uh, reviews before we go live for The Mandalorian, and, and then we'll be uploading them on Thursday morning. So you will see our, our reviews uploaded to the channel on Thursday mornings for The Bad Batch. Uh, they won't be live just because doing two live shows back-to-back -back on, on Wednesdays would be tough. Um, but we're going to dive into everything Bad Batch. And, and obviously, when it comes to the finale, we'll probably try our best to do a live discussion because it's it ends everything. So um, just for the next couple of weeks, they will be pre-recorded. And then we will keep you guys updated on uh, the season finale. So, again, thank you guys so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, again, we apologize for getting these out late, but we are back in action getting ready to go. Make sure you're also checking out our Mandalorian reviews. Those are live every Wednesday at 6 o'clock Pacific. Um, yeah, so again, my name is Jake Berlin. I appreciate you guys joining me. If you have not already, hit that subscribe button. Join us here on Apocalypse. We would love to see you guys uh, like, share, comment. Of course, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. And I hope you guys are doing great out there. So, uh, you know, stay safe, be well, and may the force be with you. Bye, guys.